It's time for Real Estate Roundup. This is the time every single week we get together with noted real estate agent Terry Story. Terry is a 28-year veteran with Coldwell Banker located in Boca Raton, Florida. Welcome back to the show, Terry. Thanks for having me, Steve. So homes are selling quickly nationwide. How long does it take now for the average house to stay on the market that's for sale? Nationally, Steve, this is crazy. 27 days was reported for the month of May. Wow. Less than a month. Yeah. That's insane. Now in Florida, we're a little sluggish. We're say 46 to 60 days. Whose fault is that? Is that your fault? Absolutely. I'm sure we have something to do with it. No, I think we just price them a little higher than the rest of the country. So we okay. <laughs> we keep them on the market a little longer. Okay. But 27 days. I remember during the crisis, homes were on the market for hundred and something days. That's right. Yeah. Wow. So yep. we are on the other side of that cycle. That's for sure. And basically the bottom line is this. Buyer's demand is still increasing and our inventory of home availability for sale remains low. So that's what's pushing the number of days on market. Well, let's get to that. Who's to blame for the fact that homes are not being listed for sale? Is it that, you know, what's the expression? What came first, the chicken or the egg? Yeah. I'm going to blame the sellers. Okay. So if it's the sellers, what age group is holding the market back here? Who's to blame? It's always the baby boomers. Why? (laughs) Because we're the largest group of people. Yeah. But why aren't we selling as a group? Well, what you have to understand is the number one reason why people sell is lifestyle changes. Mm -hmm. A baby is born, a divorce, you become older and you need to downsize. So what's happened is, you know, you go back to when the market softened, a lot of the people, you know, bought their homes. Maybe it's their second, third home. They're comfortable in this house because this recession started in 2008, Mm -hmm. 2007, 2006. So it's, it's a good 10, 12 years that this has been going on. So now you're in your house and it's comfortable. It's not really too big. Mm-hmm. You're acquiring money in the house now. We are in a negative equity situation for you know long period of time. Now the majority of the people are in a positive equity situation. The baby boomers, if they're going to make a move, for the most part, are looking to make a downward move, not an upward move. Mm-hmm. So if you're moving downward, now you're competing against the first-time homebuyers and the millennials. So it, it's just a trickle-down effect. You just don't have the inventory. The baby boomers are one of the driving forces behind it. They're comfortable with it, where they're at, and they're not moving for now. Well, I think good realtors are partly to blame, too, because you guys are selling <laughs> houses that people like. Yeah. <laughs> and they're comfortable in it, and they're sticking. So I don't know. Uh, it reminds me of those days where they used to say the the car manufacturers used to build cars for planned obsolescence so they'd only last so many years so they could keep turning these cars over. You guys are just doing the right thing and people are staying. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. You know what the average turnover rate used to be or is today? What's that? Well, right now it was six years. Meaning that the average time a person stayed in a house was six years. Right, prior to 2008. Now we're up to nine years, which is, you know, doesn't sound like that much, but that's a 50% increase in time. When I got into the business 30 plus years ago, I did a lot of bond work, a lot of Ginny May mortgages. And we used to always say that the average time was seven years that a mortgage would last, meaning people would sell their houses on average around seven years. This report says six years, but now that is extended to nine. But I think a lot of that is because of 08. 
People have been stuck in their homes for so long, it's extended the period. I think it's going to go back down to six or seven years. It will. Yeah. It will. Okay. Hey, listen, there is an email scam out there that we need to tell the listeners about. Yeah, this is huge. There's a story that just came out of a family who was involved in a real estate transaction and they received wiring instructions from the title company. They received an email that said, you know, okay, now it's time to wire over an additional $1.3 million on the purchase of your home. So they actually went so far as to call the phone number that was given to them on the email. And they said, yep, that's right. Go ahead and send the money. And they did. But unfortunately, it was sent to a wrong person. Basically, somebody hacked into the title company's email, stole the information, reached out to this buyer and sent him the wiring instruction information. So this poor buyer thinks he's doing the right thing by calling the phone number that's given to him on the email Mm -hmm. to verify that it's okay to send this additional amount of money. But in reality, he did the wrong thing. What he really should have done, and this is the warning to all the listeners, if you're wiring money, don't look at the email and call the phone number that it's providing you. Call the known number that you have in a different, you know, different email, different source to verify that this is indeed the right place to be sending the money to. Are the title companies doing anything to fix this problem, to prevent it from happening? Real estate companies, title companies, a lot of them now send you encrypted emails where you have to have the password to open up the link to give you that information. Mm -hmm. So if you're getting a regular email, well, I don't even want to say that because there's so many different kinds of scams. Bottom line is always make a phone call to your known title person or verify with your real estate that you're calling the right title person. Your real estate agent shouldn't be providing you the wiring instructions. It should be coming from the person who's sending it to you. Make sure you're calling and speaking to the right person. Just don't randomly call and accept anyone's word that, oh yeah, that's the right place to be sending it to. Yeah, just trust your emails um, because things are being hacked. You know, sites are being hacked all the time. My guest, as always, is Terry Story. Terry's a 28-year veteran with Coldwell Banker located in Boca Raton, Florida, and she can be found at terrystory.com. Thanks, Terry. Thanks for having me, Steve.